strange, so let me deal with the vaccines, the first thing I would have done is buy enough vaccines. I mean, the reason we're in lockdown is because the federal government did not buy enough vaccines last year. Uh, there's no argument about that. It's the biggest failure of public administration I've ever witnessed. Uh, so it would have been so easy to buy the Pfizer that was being offered and Moderna and so forth. So if we had enough vaccines, we could have had high levels of vaccination many months change. This is cold. Don't be afraid. Deep Don't be scared. Rare. It's cold. Award knighthoods in the Order of Australia to Prince Philip. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Hold the front page. Elbow likes a beer after work. I think he's completely out of touch with what the people of the country want. Prime Minister walking around with a lump of coal. He's a fossil with a baseball cap. Oh, g'day Australia. Welcome once again to G'day Sausages, Australia's favourite podcast on Australian politics by Australians. Fully Australian, Australians. Fully sick. I'm Will Grant. I'm CJ Josh. I can't remember my name. I'm Rex Reynolds. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit too. Like, you could be a senator with a name like that. No, that's a different like, Rex. Ron Toilet. How many, is, how many is, Rexes can we have in the Senate? There's a limit. I'm not in the Senate. I'm on a podcast that is Australia's favourite Australian podcast by Australians on Australia. Yep. So, nothing's happened <laughs> no. in the few days that we've been away from you people. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed it. Off we go. Look, for those of you, those of you who are new to this podcast, every week or so, we come Welcome. together to cathart about the shit what has happened in Australian politics. Our job here, our job here is to help, to help laugh, cope, deal with those shenanigans up on high so that, you know, one day, I know, I know you don't like this, we can make Australia cool again. One day. One day. Basically, if you've got a lump, if you've got a, a, like a political lump in your colon, yeah. We help you pass that political lump. Nice. No, we are the pressure that will make it into a diamond. We are the laxative we, that. But you still got to get out of your body. It's we'll no use to you when it's internal. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Internal diamonds don't make you money. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're What's here happened, to make Siege? ourselves feel better and <laughs> hope that you join in on it. Well, look, um, first of all, this is obviously ex Prime Minister's Week. Uh, yes. So I actually. Um, Oh, no, there's quite a few ex-Prime Ministers who, who, who have made contributions. Not all of them. Not all of them. Um, obviously, some God, of them, it seems like some most of them of are them. dead. Um, how many, how many ex-Prime Ministers are we down to now? Um, oh, my God. There's heaps of them. We kept stacking them up. We got Yeah, no but, no, but Hawk, Hawk and, and Whitlam are gone now. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got then, Keating, then Howard, uh, Abbott. Um, Abbott. Julia. Brad, Julia. Gillard. Gillard. So, yeah, okay. So what are you, like five? Did I get to five? Did you say Turnbull? Turnbull. Oh, yeah, Turnbull. another one there. There you go. Six. Yeah. See, that's more than you should have alive at any given time. So really, we're going to kill a couple. Think about it. Optimum number of no, ex-prime yeah, ministers you should have. Well, Three. it's a bit like, you know, it, it, it was very odd when there were five US presidents alive at once, you know, because of the age that they got elected. Problem is Obama's and, young. You know, Obama's going to be around for ages. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he'll be around for a So what have they got? Clinton, Obama, Bush, uh, Trump. Jimmy Carter. Oh, you still? Yeah, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter's Carter uh, ninety five thousand years old. I know. Did you know Jimmy Carter fought in the Civil War? <laughs> Where's the train whistle? The freaking train whistle! Yes. 
<laughs> Look at that. Perfect timing. You have not lost your touch. Oh, that's perfect. All right. So ex-Prime Minister Week, obviously, we started there with a little intervention from Malcolm Turnbull, asked a very pointed question. What would you have done? <laughs> I love it Where so was- much. I love it. It's like talking to two-year-olds. Okay, first thing, if you don't have enough vaccines, you get more. Yeah. I'm done. It's pretty true, though. It's pretty true. It is true. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not useful or factual. I thought it was a bit rough that Malcolm was having such a go at Neville. Because, like, (laughs) Neville did his best. Neville used to work for Malcolm back in the early days. Neville was appointed by Malcolm, maybe. Like Goblin Gretch. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue. Look, I, I think I think it was interesting as well because Malcolm Turnbull was also asked a couple of other questions. Um, so it was, earlier in the year, I don't know which by-election it was, or it was in the New South Wales election, he supported a couple of independents, um, yes. endorsed a couple of independents, uh, not the Liberal Party. And I did like that um, he said... Uh, according to you know who's he going to vote for in the next election? He did say his vote was being between between me and my conscience. Uh, so keeping private about your vote is is a bit of a thing for the ex leader of a political party. It's not hard to say. Look, mm-hmm. I always vote liberal because I love the liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I think Malcolm can't actually imagine Menzies going. Oh, it's between me and my conscience. Can you? No, you can't because no, he's dead. He's one <laughs> of the dead ones. Well, also because he's dead. Yeah, that's true. I did but see her pass by. And yet I love her till I die. God, what what a dingus. Sick of fans. What what have I dialed into? Like, I thought I was having a conversation with living people. This is the Menzies hour. (laughs) Yeah, we've turned this into the Menzies hour. I don't know Menzies' voice. Does anyone know what Menzies' voice is like? Never in the field of human conflict. That is freaking Churchill. That's Churchill. That is also Menzies. It's it's toffier than Churchill, but it is is like uh, very early ABC. Um, Yes. I'd just like to point out that the Queen was wearing a fabulous frock when um, Menzies made that comment about her arriving and going up the steps. But did he, what is he saying there? Is he saying that goes into the wank bank? Like, is that what he's saying? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Who doesn't have the Queen or some version of her in Oh, no, my Zoom just froze there. And it was 1950s Queen too, so. Okay. Uh, but Tur- was oh, yeah, that was the hot Queen. That's Turnbull, queen. Turnbull, obviously. Uh, I think Turnbull is is quite obviously campaigning really hard for Scott Morrison to lose the next election. He's not he's not going to say it out loud by that. I, I don't understand anything that made you think that. <laughs> I feel like you're reading too much into every single word he said at all ever. <laughs> and the way he was wearing the fuck off Scott T-shirt at the same time. Oh, isn't he though? Isn't he? I, I I got so many little snippets about Malcolm this week, and I can't find any of them now because oh. how do computers work? Oh, can I talk about PJK then? Yeah, let's do PJK. May I? Yeah. May I? He he had an article in the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday mm. saying a relic of a bygone age? Question mark. I might be, but I'm not a defeatist. And I love this. I love, love it. Like if you were an editor and you got a, you know, PJK rings up and says, I've got a piece for you. You go, okay, While fine. all the ticking, ticking of the antique clocks in the background. They're all ticking. Yeah, yeah. A little all bit the out. little French antique clocks going ticker, ticker, ticker. Anyway, it goes, so here's the opening part. Maurice Payne, who has made an art form of hiding her light under a bushel, dashed onto the national stage on Monday, completely unfazed by the blazing footlights. I just think like, that is just... <laughs> Freaking poetry, I, uh, and it, 
That article had a lot of great lines. Were, oh, so yeah. many good lines. And and it was, you know, the purpose of the daring appearance was to attack me for having the temerity to say that the government's UNCSUS agreement restables us to the Anglosphere, the world of the Atlantic, while stridently turning back on our geography, Asia, in the same awkward moment. Oh, it's just He's like, so right. And, and if you poetry. want evidence that he's right, like Tony Abbott came to help him there. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony Abbott. Um, other than talking about how well some some other things were handled, he spoke about the the, the he applauded the leadership and the strong resolve of AUKUS, and um, he had three points to make. So this is supporting um, uh, Keating exactly, as in offering evidence for what Keating said, as in it's all pants. Abbott said uh, first, nuclear submarines are immeasurably effective. Which gives us as much a much more reliable. No KPIs. No KPIs. No, you can't measure it. It's it's you, you shouldn't. But how good is this? I can't even tell you. You're going to get sick of it being good. Uh, second, it brings Britain back to our region. What? <laughs> it's good to see Britain east of the Suez again. <laughs> oh, this fucking empire what guy, mate, mate. Squeeze me. Yeah, really. He's he's still picturing maps of the world where there were red countries. Do you remember yep. like pink, pink? The countries, all the Commonwealth countries used to be pink on yep. the He's watched yep. the first two seasons of The Crown and that's it. No more. Yep. Like that's, and that's he's trying to give good. another knighthood to Prince Philip even though he's dead. Um, his third point, third and very importantly, by joining the, uh, and this is a quote, Nuclear Submarine Club, it is a Australia will. Yeah. There's no club, mate. Be, if there will There's be definitely once he joins. a club. Yeah, the Nuclear Submarine Club. Well, you don't know because you're not members. We'll find that's out once true. we are. Australia will become a much more important member of the Western Union than ever before. Isn't that the money transfer people? That's what I heard too. Like, so you can exchange yeah. travellers checks for me. We will also get fresh special deal with DHL, and <laughs> <laughs> and ten percent off at Amazon. Yeah. So Avid helped support everything Keating said about how you know if you ignore China, you're dickheads. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and if you don't think we're in Asia, you're dickheads. I think I'm also paraphrasing. That's Here's pretty much Keating's line. And, okay. and Abbott proved it. Everything we stand for is making sure Britain's great again in Australia's region. Not a I euphemism. I could read out many other lines from this, but there's another beautiful par um, from the PJK piece, which is, but Morrison, who has spent but a dog watch thinking about strategic issues and the <laughs> arraignment of international power, did the French in to ideologically console himself, preferring instead the safety of the sweaty armpit of the United States. Yep. When should we stop clapping? I, I, I got to take. I got to take Excuse a little me, exception to. I thought the lines. I thought the lines were in it uh, were awesome, and I, I liked his overall argument there. But um, I think Paul Keating was was overselling a little bit the the alliance with the French, like the French having a significant presence oh, in the Indo. Look, he like, was right into that. I was and, like, and calm down, buddy. I found that interesting. Like, I found that. Like, no, I Turnbull was too. Right Tur- Turnbull's very big on the power of the French, the influence of the French in our relationship with them. Well, he had a chat with Macron, didn't he? Like he he's, did. He's already oh, had he a chat. He got through. <laughs> you know he loves that. He loves it. Oh, totally. Sorry, Scott, didn't didn't you get through? Oh, uh-huh. me oh and, I just uh, had his mobile Emile. number. I just rang that. Laura, I have spoken to Emmanuel Macron. He's a friend and I have stayed in touch with him since I left office. <laughs> oh, my giddy up, bitch slap. <laughs> But he said also he calls Macron an enormously important figure in global politics. So he's he's also on the team. Like the French totally matter and stuff, particularly if it helps you punch Morrison in the dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's the purpose of all of these interventions here. But I, I do like to have these two ex-prime ministers teaming up. Yeah, it's a bit disgusting in a way, but I also quite like it. Also, while we're speaking of the 
nuclear powered submarines. I just like to say vigil, not as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, six episodes, first two fantastic, what? Eh, dropped off a bit anyway. But I spent continue. all my pocket money on signing up to binge again so I could watch vigil. <laughs> you idiot, it's not true. I want to watch Walking Dead. I'm all about the Walking Dead. I don't care about Are them. you kidding? What is there to the Walking Dead? Oh, there's a zombie. Squish, squish. Oh, they're not zombies. They're walkers. All right, you lot. All right, you lot. They're walkers. This is not a TV podcast. All right. Uh, Big strategic shit going down, obviously. Uh, The big question coming up that is starting to drive more and more of all of our politics and probably a lot of global politics as well. COP. The words to the national anthem. Yeah, the the words to the national anthem and COP26. Yeah. so yeah. So what? What is okay? I'm going to ask the every man question here, every person question. Cop conference of parties. So like, if you love parties so much that you yeah. want to have a conference <laughs> about parties, then yeah. that's mm-hmm. what you go to. And this is the 26th one of them. Um, yeah, it should be called the blowout. Yeah, look, it's it's a really boring name, but it's a conference of parties. It's people that are party to uh, the UNFCCC, which is United Nations f- on climate change, on climate change. Okay. Have you, um, I'm, not, I'm not against have you recently just, spoken sh- about this on, on, on a microphone, Will, by any chance? Oh, look, I have. Like but I, I don't, Will, oh, look, no, I'm not super prepared. about this? Oh, look, look, uh, I, got a, I got a confession to you guys. I'm, I'm cheating on you. Um, and yeah, I, like I, Rod and I didn't know. We've been I, crying every night and biting our pillow. No, I've got another podcast just for a little while. Just for, for a little reasons, while. It's just, it's just, it's just a short one. Um, this is a professional podcast, so I won't be able to say the sweary words. Um, not that uh, I- um, so if you swear it's not professional, I take umbrage. <laughs> so umbrage. Umbrage is taken. I took umbrage to take uh, No, 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 no. We're doing, a, we're doing a deep dive into all the shit what's going down when we're coming up to COP26. Um no, so, but honestly, where is it? Because I think there are Glasgow. people it's not, who... Yeah, Glasgow. I yeah. know that, you Scotland, idiot. Scotland, United Kingdom. Oh, God, why do I talk to you people? I don't know. I mean, you really. T- where is it? And we answered you in great detail, and now you're angry <laughs> for getting an answer. That doesn't the, seem the, fair. The, the podcast will be on the internet. All right, thank you. I don't have a link. I'm sorry. I don't have... It's, it's oh, called... No, 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 that's okay. It's called... I will find, I will find something. I'll put it on the sausages Cop COP26, we got this. First episode isn't out yet. So, so oh, I can't, I can't, can't oh, give Jesus you a link. Christ, why are you even talking about it then? Well, t- this is a teaser. This is a teaser trailer. Shut up. Okay. So anyway, you know, anyway. Some spin-off podcasts can take a lot of time to, you know, get to air. Yeah, CJ's yeah. CanCast. I'm subtweeting oh, yeah, the Forge right now. <laughs> I've gone off can I'm like cans. So passe. Anyway. Yeah. So Scott Morrison apparently is now going oh, to Glasgow. He's de chicken Since when? This afternoon? <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. So, so this all morning, this week it was, is he or isn't he? Iffy. Will he or won't he? Which, of course, I don't know. I suppose he's teasing. He wants people to make sure he does go because it makes him feel important. Because seriously, not going would be I did like the tweet uh, at the beginning crazy. of the week when it was ambiguous or he's saying he hasn't decided yet. It was like, mm. uh, will we be more embarrassed when he goes or yeah. more embarrassed when he doesn't go? Uh, yeah. Correct. I, I, I think he must have realised He must have realised that um, chicken shit not there when he's needed is a big part of the narrative against him. You know. But he does leave what, us what, with Barnaby what? Joyce's Prime Minister when he goes overseas. Ah, whatever. What's the worst that happens? <laughs> so we can talk about that. You know, you know, the, you know that Barnaby is going to go, Orcus, Orcus, okay, what else can we do? I want to do a new strategic relationship. Um, this one we, is going to be anti-gravity submarines with North Korea. That's, yep. that's yeah. on a flat earth because we all fucking know <laughs> sheep do not graze on curbs. 
So I found out about the Shanghai Cooperation Organization in that PJK. <laughs> There's little groups all over the place. It's like it's worse than girls at high school. Shanghai Co-op. There are that, that many. Yeah, there's that many little groups that are bitching about the other little group all around the place because that, that includes, yeah, China, Russia, Pakistan, and India. Well, I like that. Go one. off and bitch about. They they have quite a few wars together though. Like that I is. I know, but that they is, go that off is a... and have these little conflabs as well. You know, like and and so the PJK piece that was in the Sydney Morning Herald talks about, um, you know, India's role in it. Does it? India does basically everything under the table. No one can see. And oh, no, Japan does That's everything Japan. under the table. That Japan does everything under the table. Uh, India is having us all on. India enjoys, you know, the impenetrable wall of the Himalayas. <laughs> He's still like back to Hannibal. It's fabulous. And just really. <laughs> Can we just step back to that girls at high school thing you were running with for a moment? Yeah. That's all I've got. Okay. COP26. You don't, shouldn't do that. What? <laughs> yeah, COP26, Glasgow. Glasgow. So there, there's, there's some discord apparently. I can't see why. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, our, oh, actually, no, I, I think related to this, I have to do a hat tip to Nancy Pelosi applauding um, our efforts. <sighs> Fuck on me. on meeting and exceeding our, our targets twice. She did it twice. Twice. But I listened to the second quote and the specific quote, she referred to the fact that she was told by him that we are meeting and exceeding our targets. Not So I, I don't think there was any fact check. She's okay. just saying no. everyone should meet and exceed their okay, targets. Okay, fourth dimensional chess here. What is going on? See? No, Lucy's senile. It. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's senile. <laughs> So here's me going, is there maybe a fourth dimensional chest? No, and, and, and like yeah, I senility. am, yeah. I'm a big fan of Nancy, you know, well done, young lady. Young, and, and it's just like time, it's time. But it's part on. of the narrative. So th- this feeds the whole narrative horseshit that is being painted or that is Morrison is painting Yeah, but it builds himself. up, if, you know, we know or, you or, just have to keep repeating things and it'll or, become true. Is this is this an attempt to bring him in, you know, happily into the climate positive camp and to say oh, and yeah. to say it's to Republicans, look, there's insane nut jobs down in other parts of the world that are doing stuff on climate, so maybe you can too. Yeah, even mini Trump can do it. Why the fuck can't you? Like if you want to be really like it's just it's it's despicable. But what I like is people like the whole net zero thing is becoming, you know, more and more important. You've got what is it? The New South Wales government saying, "Okay, we're going to be fifty percent reduced by 2030. Yep. yep. So that's a, even under Gladys. That's and a I mean, lot. <laughs> well, this is the thing: all of the states are so far yeah. ahead of the federal government now. Yeah. I mean, the Local federal government government's been even ahead of that. But yeah, yeah. Oh, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. But constitutionally, here, did you know that Australia is mm-hmm. made up of a collection of states and territories? I did and not. Is it like a Tell federation? me more. Yeah, it's a federation. Yeah, yeah. Federation means collection. Um, oh. And so you know. If all of the states and territories go, you know, net zero by 2050, haven't we kind of done it? No, no, because Morrison controls the country emissions. Uh, yeah, yeah. He controls so, the country emissions. So, so like so he can he can stop that mm. at the emissions level. So, if you burn coal in a in a in a power station, the power station can be. I guess if the power station is like on federal land, which is yes. like the national capital triangle, um, is this in be Parliament like- House. Yeah, he's just going to have a big coal brazier at the top of Parliament House and just keep it constantly smoking. You know, Matt Canavan would love that when oh, Matt Canavan is Prime Minister of the of the the one Nats Nation. Um, he he will he will have a he will replace the flag with a, a brazier of coal. That that'll be it. He will, but but also that what you were just talking about, Rod. I mean, <clears throat> I know you're joking and all the rest, of it, but it's like I don't joke. Men, I don't have a sense of humour when it comes to this ever. This is true. Um, asylum seeking. Mm. 
refugees, Woomera in South Australia and the the Commonwealth government, Howard, like what bought in, they changed the territory boundaries around a piece of federal land. Mm. They moved them back 100 metres so that the press couldn't get any closer to the Woomera Detention Centre oh, yeah. and journalists got arrested because they were on federal land and they did all that like within half an hour and nobody had a freaking clue. So you're going to say they're going to do that around all the Well, I'm just mines? saying that th- th- this whole thing about moving boundaries and declaring mm. spaces as different spaces, there's, it's, can it, we all, there is a precedent for it. Can we all pick a, pick a, pick a swear word in your head um, right now? And mm-hmm. I just want Go to uh, no, it uh, it's going to be just just your one word swear word summation of John Howard and his government. Cunt. <laughs> oh cunt. God, I went first. <laughs> I just mean and tricky. Do you remember when it was? What was it? George Brandis said, "Oh, there's rumours that you, our government's mean and tricky." It's <laughs> fucking. <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of stuff about that now with with Morrison saying, "Oh, he's tricky and he's untrustworthy and all the rest yep. of it," and that uh, you know, like seriously. He's not tricky. He's just, he, he's also a cunt. It, it, it's liberal tradition. Right. I'm, I'm enjoying, so when they're talking about this, so Matt Canavan amazingly stepped up and some of the things he said about the whole net zero and stuff, I, I like some of the quotes. So uh, Matt Canavan, he's dead set against net zero because it would just make us weaker. Um, he also said the cost is too great for our country to bear. The UN said if you go net zero, you would have to end the coal industry by 2030 and it's not something I can contemplate. Oh, and then he went on to say that if um, – so David Littleproud, 2IC of the National, mm-hmm. says we need to fall into line behind Morrison's approach. This is where it gets, you know, through the looking glass where you've got to – Oh, no. Okay. Speak up for Morrison here. But Canavan said he, he hadn't even begun to fight when it comes to I, uh, being against – I think the Nats are in a little bit no, for your party right now. They're in a pickle. Christ, yeah. They're, they're, they're just going to bitch slap each other. So handbags d- at 20 paces. Darren Chester, Darren Chester left the group chat. Which didn't he? My God, my God, what a pack of geniuses that would be! You imagine the the, the discourse of the WhatsApp? Nats group chat. <laughs> but at least he, had, he said for disrespective and offensive views. <laughs> and look, uh, that's I, Darren Chester's actual voice. Like that was a, that was a Darren quote, Chester has made sense from time to like m- yeah. more sense to me from time to oh, time. Look, Darren Chester things. is in the boundaries of we would have him on this podcast. I think. If he's Can we lucky. get onto that? Yeah, no, no. Look, you know, <laughs> was that a segue? Oh, I'm just saying. Better, I'm just saying. He, he better I'm just ask. Saying, no, I was just thinking. Well, I'm just yeah. Okay, let's go there. Let's go there. I was thinking. You know, you know, politicians. If you have got the guts, step up. Come on. And, yeah, we want to get some more listeners. Shoot the so shit. we want. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, here's the thing, Siege. If you had a time machine, would you go back and interview Baby Hitler? Oh fuck, I would, because the ratings <laughs> would be awesome. Baby I mean, Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, you got to interview Not baby, baby Hitler. 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 How do you go goo goo in German? No, no, no. The point is, would you no, go back and kill baby Hitler? Of course not. It's just absolute shit. And 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 look, I'm sorry, but Jessica Rose not the sharpest tool in the kit. So for she, people who don't know what we're talking about, apparently Jessica Rowe has a podcast and she interviewed Pauline. And then people got cross. And no one knew she had a podcast until she interviewed Pauline. What a coincidence. That's- it's weird. It's weird. It's no. weird. It's weird. And then for some reason she said, oh, you're right. I've listened to you. I've taken it down. I've taken I know, it down. But I follow – she pops up on my Instagram because I follow some weird people on, on Instagram. Jessica Rose Instagrams come into my feed quite often as mm-hmm. like, or suggested posts and all the rest of Batshit fucking crazy. Oh, Every single one of them. Like what kind of crazy? Oh, is like, this drinking just, your own urine crazy 
or what's um, crazy about that? Jumped. Or, no, I'm just, I'm just, Where's the crazy I'm, part? I'm just trying to categorize the crazy, and that's just one of my categories. That's oh, the first no, one I go to. Kind of like you know, I'm you know, she she does a whole lot of stuff about how wacky and zany she is. You oh know. god! Oh god! And they're like, no. anyone who's you remember all the kids at high school? The, I'm the wacky one. I'm, oh, I'm the wacky zany it's one. It's Rick from the young ones. I'm just a bit wacky, man. I'm kooky. I know. I know. Fucking I know. And and that it, it just feels a little bit like that, and it's a little bit too much. Like I'm best friends with my kids, kind of. Well, that, oh. which I'm I'm not going to stray into that territory. It's mm-hmm. a dangerous yeah, territory sure. to stray into. But I'm just saying that it. Yeah, there's there's a few. It, look, I'm. I think there's a few issues going on there, and I don't think it was the smartest thing. But her her um, husband is a, is still a practicing journalist, and and like they would know they would know what this is going to do. This is just dumb. Not it's irresponsible or, or smart. bullshit. Or and, smart. Well, like. Did you see? Chris- I just remember all the kerfuffle, kerfuffle mm. that happened when Margot Kingston, um, the, and this is donkey years ago when when um, interviewed uh, Pinochet. Pauline, no, Paul. It was again Pauline Hanson. So oh. she was following Pauline Hanson on her second like run to to get into into Parliament, mm. and she wrote this. Uh, Margot Kingston wrote this book called Off the Rails, I think it was, mm. and one I used to listen to late like late night live every night with philip adams you know 10 o'clock you know sort of thing listen to that and she was the laura tingle at that stage so laura tingle does it these days and margot kingston used to do it back then and margot kingston did this interview with philip adams saying how she was on the trail of following pauline hansen and it was very interesting and blah 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 turns out that night she was staying in pauline hansen's house They were, you know, like up having a few glasses of wine. Tay, tay, and tay. Was like, oh, excuse me, I've got to just go off and do the Philip Adams thing now. Now that was fucking massive misjudgment. Staying in the house things. is you don't stay in the house. Like thousand things. No sleepovers. With it, you know? Journalists don't do sleepovers. I don't no do sleepovers. sleepovers. Yeah. Don't do sleepovers. No, no it's true. You know. Even when George Negus interviewed Pol Pot, he didn't stay at his palace. Mm. He, he had the decency to go down the road to the Hanoi Hilton. Hey, oh, that was a prison camp. But the, Where um, he knelt, the, knelt on the ground and said, "Just behind me, there are bullets the, um, firing." The, the liberals. The, we're talking about the fraction, the fractionating of the liberals and the nationals and stuff. And we know. Um, hey, kids, slow down. Like what does fractionating mean? Falling, falling to bits. Okay, cool. Blues. All right. Yeah. Falling cool. to bits. I'm, I just have a very large head. I know. I know. There's a lot not, of words. Not that I can tell. It. Not that I can tell. You wouldn't know. I, I know, but I, Siege can tell because she has a tiny little pointy head. But I, I was intrigued. I, I mean, amongst other things. A liberal-aligned think tank is even coming out, and this is how they described as a liberal-aligned think tank called the Blueprint Institute. Oh yeah, yep. Did you, you heard these guys? So they came out and said they recommended a five percent uh, state coal royalties, all all, all state coal royalties, five percent should be set aside annually, along with twenty million dollars in federal funding to establish a coal adaptation authority and worker income insurance to help rejuvenate regional Australia. So they're talking about actually retraining yeah. people, early retirement, um, actually transitioning. And I thought, no, obviously they're insane. They're just trying to suck me in. So I went and had a look at them, you know, and their values. And um, they're not monsters. I mean, they're very, they're very libertarian-ish. They're going to have a bit of monster. Yeah, they're small government. They're pro-business, all the shit you imagine. But they're also, they claim to be pro-evidence, et cetera, ah. et cetera. So even people who are comfortably and proudly billed as a, a liberal-aligned think tank, are prepared to say, mate, like what the, what the fuck are you doing? So it's no surprise to me that, um, I was going to say Josh, Scott's going to Glasgow because people 
who he needs to appease are, are saying it now. He kind of has no choice anymore. It's not tough when you piss on your own parents. So the the um, blueprint people. What's that metaphor? Um, so the blueprint people. You don't know the expression. <laughs> it's not an expression. It's not an expression. There is no. Oh yeah, it says the person who's got parents. Yeah, like rub it in. Anyway, orphans. so foundation orphans. is orphans. <laughs> so, so that's the blueprint group that you were just talking about, Rod. Sounds a lot mm. like uh, when they were phasing out cigarette advertising and. There were a lot of organisations that relied on the sponsorship of from cigarette companies, so yep. sports and arts predominantly. And there was an organisation set up in South Australia, Foundation SA, and they would subsidise for the same amount that you would have got for cigarette funding yeah. um, okay. to do the transition from things. And it was paid for by the tax on cigarettes. Yeah. So it was part of part of the government thing, but it worked as a transition mode. Yeah. That, so that's got merit. I think it's got it, merit. It really does. That's the thing. I was looking to hate it. Like I saw it and I thought there's got to be a problem with this. I started, I did a quick read of them this afternoon. I'm like, you're making it hard for me to hate you and I don't feel comfortable with it. You know that, what, but- though? <clears throat> if you, like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that um, it's not that hard to work out. If you paid every coal miner and every coal-fired power station worker in Australia um, their salary for the rest of their life and gave them a speedboat, it would still be uh, not a terrible cost to pay. Like, it's just... Jet, it's, jet ski. How big's the speedboat? Uh, like a regular one. Like, okay. n- not the Bluebird or anything like that. No, it's a three metre, not a Malibu. It's not like you're going wakeboarding with five mates and you know a couple of eskies. We're talking like a three metre. I don't know what just happened then. I don't know, but I looked up that weird, you know that weird um, surfboard, uh, wakeboard thing that's self-powered, like a hydrofoil that Mark Zuckerberg was riding with a flag the How other day? How do you not have one? Oh, I, know. Totally I, look, that. I looked that up and I'm like, oh, that is. Oh. Is that like the monoboard of the sea? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the monoboard of the sea. And it's like, oh, that's even even I buy dumb stuff, but that that is that is. <laughs> Uh, that, that would sting. It's beautiful, though. I would, I would totally ride. Right. I, I'm going to ride so that on Lake Burley Griffin. I'm going to ride it to work. Listen, you can tell lake. from here. You can tell from here that maybe, maybe the good ship, good day sausages might jump around between topics. But that's that's the problem with climate change. Oh, it no, gets into no. everything. Gets into everything. We'll pop up here and there. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I know the gnats before. We didn't quite finish on the gnats. Uh, Bridget, Bridget, Bridget. What did Bridget yeah. do? Bridget McKenzie. She's she's having she had a bit of a crack at Josh. <clears throat> so Josh, Josh came out, So Josh came out as a as pretty pro uh, net zero by twenty fifty for 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 the kind of human he is. Climate change has no postcode. Climate change is a global challenge that requires national solutions. Oh, Mackenzie, because Mackenzie, she wrote a, an op ed for the Australian yeah, Financial Review. Does. It hurts all yeah. the regions. You guys are shits. Anyway, I'm going to shoot stuff and steal money. She um. <laughs> She basically said, "Allegibly, like, allegibly, Rod, you, Ron, whatever you are, whoever you name. are, uh, I'm actually uh, Bob Dunt." <laughs> so um, she said, "It's easy for the member for Kuyong, Frydenberg, or the member for Wentworth, Dave Sharma." These are the brackets. She didn't say those names, of course. Rich to publicly embrace code. net zero before the government has a position, because there would be next to zero real impact on the way of life of their affluent constituents. So this is that classic, oh, you guys are mean to the country and the only way to go net zero is to make people suffer. Ignoring the aforementioned, you know, Blueprint Institute, et cetera, there are transitional plans and so forth. But she and so she and Josh don't like each other right now. Oh, another another Nats thing. I don't actually see when this was or, or how long ago it was, but someone was telling me about it just before. Um, Canavan coming out and saying, oh, look, farmers only make up 3% of, um, of our electorates. Hell of a lot of other people here. But it, this was him justifying the fact that um, for him, 
farmers aren't the centre of the National Party anymore, which, you know, I can imagine. What? Doug, which we've Doug always Anthony. known, but no one's used their outside Well, voice. even, but no, Barnaby Joyce would, would die before using the outside voice to say that. But Matt Canavan yeah. deep down believes that. That's because um, his outside voice is busy saying other stupid things. Oh, yeah. No, he's good. He's good. No, I think, I think he holds on to that. He, he understands tribally um, talking, yeah. talking up farmers is his identity thing. Like he yeah, will. Pretend you're part of farmers. He will lock onto that forever. But um, Canavan uh, seems very much to be going, no, no, it's uh, coal mine are the centre of the National Party. Oh, he's a shit for brain. Barnaby stood up too. He also tried to make claims on Insiders on Sunday that um, the things that were going on in um, UK right now, you know how they're having like, the petrol oh, yeah. shortages, et cetera. And he's trying to claim that was because of some kind of move towards uh, oh, net zero. That's right. And it was Darren Chester that, that did a slap down on him. Yeah. And also, like, I love the, the quote I read from, I think it was from the conversation. So they got a professor of energy policy from a UK university. She said, look, that, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. That's a load of pants. Nice. Nice. UK professors we, often talk like that. That's pants, I'll have you know. I'm a professor of energy policy. Um, so basically, it's very clear that's not the reason at all. It's it's not because there's no fuel. It's because there's no truck drivers. Also, apparently, they made a bad transition away from fossil fuels. Um, it's She reckons it's primarily a gas crisis as well, not... Uh, uh, cold winter. Yep, all that sort of thing. So basically, it's just a load of garbage. But So Barnaby was trying to turn this thing into something to do with net zero, which it just freaking ain't. Hard to imagine, I know. Oh, wasn't that, um, was that Barnaby or was that Canavan? I thought it was Canavan. That was Barnaby. I thought, that was Barnaby, yeah. I thought, I thought well, Canavan made a crack about it as Canavan. well. Because I thought but, then Chester said, look, it's a free article, mate. You just got to read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so both of them did it. Yep, yep. So, yeah, Chester said you're, you're a dick. But Barnaby had also done, <laughs> tried to make these connections. One other, one other climate thing that I just want to touch on is the um, uh, Dan Ellick's uh, work. Um, mm. So, mm. so I, I don't have the name right in front of me. Uh, no, it's Joke Keeper. Joke, go, joke Keeper is the thing that the, they're branding on this. Um, so he's raising money right now and he's doing super awesome. And I think it's such a great thing to do. Um, yep. Putting up putting up a billboard in Glasgow, which uh, <gasps> has the has just a billboard that says Australia net zero by twenty three hundred, which is which is as um, friend of the podcast Ketan Joshi um, has said on on current targets with Scott Morrison, that's about when we'll we'll, we'll actually make it. So I just love take my money, but I love the idea. Of celebrating, you know, this is Australia in the middle of middle of Glasgow. It's such a great campaign. They made a shitload of money too. Like they were gunning for, I think, seventy k, and now that they'd surpassed that in eight seconds, so now they're going for a mil. And they're talking about setting up a number of um, uh, billboards, not only there but in other places. Like they're going for it. Good on them. All right, oh, hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. All right, uh, I got a tiny little one, and then we're going to pivot to the other giants. No, you don't, Will. It's completely normal size. No, I don't mind. Whatever, man. Um, <laughs> It's uh, then I'm going to pivot to obviously the other big story of the universe. But first, uh, did you did you go see Ron DeSantis? I did see Ron mentioning Ron our fair country. Mentioning our fair country. So Ron DeSantis, uh, a mini Trump uh, from Florida, <laughs> one like, of the many. He is he is he is one of the ultimates in the Florida man. He he has um, <laughs> he is a Florida man. Oh, he is definitely a Florida man. Um, he he has opened Florida up. Very rapidly has done not a lot of work for any safeguards or anything on COVID, um, and the death rate in Florida is just just jaw dropping. You know, over the last couple of months, it's been it's mm. been a catastrophe, and he doesn't you know allegedly seem to care, but uh, he came out to say that Australia, with its uh, current lockdowns, which you know we don't love, but you know we're we're buckling up here, he says that Australia is no freer than communist China. So yeah, finally someone sees us. <laughs> But they just throw those words around 
they just throw them around. Like these brain damaged morons just talk shit all the time about that. And I, I love that the free use of communism, socialism, etc. Absolutely cracks me up because this is meaningless. And he is a hundred percent doing that. Um, I don't think it's going to change anyone's mind. Oh, hey, you either believe it or you don't. I, I will give you now that we mentioned communist China and that we've um, and I know I, I don't know if we're nearly done with climate change, but um, I just give you no, a, never uh, done. I'll give you another teaser for the COP twenty six. We got this podcast, um, but we just had a had a great chat this afternoon um, with uh, a guy who's a professor over at King's College who does geopolitics of climate change, and mm-hmm. and the interesting thing he was saying is how um, China or Xi Jinping in particular is actually pretty serious on climate change. Like he actually wants to, and, and there is a pretty big domestic constituency pushing for climate action, which, which is interesting to hear China, that things may fall apart. They may get to a, an ego fight with America. Totally might happen. But that there is actually momentum in China to push for more climate action, which I think is... Oh, a, there's no question they can get shit done and some of it's good. It's just, of course, we regularly have to question their methods for... Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, but details. But, but but at least at least the goals are in the right place here. So, so C just had to nip off and change into her evening dress. Um, have have you got your shoes on now, sweetheart? And the pearls? Are you, are you good? Look, I, I've been feeling a bit guilty about wearing Under, sloppy clothing, and I went and put a bra on. What can I say? <laughs> All right, let's go. What'd you put it on? <laughs> My hey. kneecaps. Hey, hey, steady on you, lot. All right, let's go with uh, COVID because um, you know. <gasps> I've got something. What do you got? Ooh. Okay, so here's the thing. The federal government's COVID safe mobile app has not helped uncover close contacts during COVID-19 outbreaks, according to the ABC. Oh. So apparently this thing, which has cost almost $10 million, this app, it's almost mm-hmm. up to ten million dollars. Um, has identified only seventeen close contacts that weren't found by state officials during, at since the start of the pandemic. So it's cooked. That's excellent. You serious? I, I am serious. Ten million though, but that's barely a steering wheel on a new submarine, so it's a lot of money. Ten. But do you remember how big that was? You know, there was that big debate. When was this? Was this June, July or something? Like, everyone's yeah. got to get the app. You've got to get the app. You've got to put it on. And then everyone's like, oh, what, you have to keep your phone running the whole time? And it was just a pile of garbage. Uh, yeah, normal people turn their phone off. No, but even even text, people who have got, yeah. So all the cases that have happened, nobody's using it at the moment. Uh, they're relying on their own state QR codes. I didn't know nobody's- there was a federal one. I never bothered. I used the state one when in those heady days when we could leave the state. I started using the federal one, but it was also that um, it, 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 more to the point, contact traces have found everybody except for the people that 17 people. 17. <laughs> this app so, is found. so the app worked a bit. Look, look I just want to go back it to that. It found... It, it hang on let me find the figure it identified 81 close contacts 17 of which were otherwise unknown to state tracing officers there you go. so success okay there is a bit i mean this is this goes back to the stuff we were talking about last week with uh adam crichton's uh less Christ. less genius intervention um when he was saying you know the the wastage in all the tests and and I don't know. A bit of me says, "Oh, we got to throw throw money at a bunch of things that aren't going to be the perfect solution to COVID because we want to kind of hurry up." But my God, that's a that's a lot of money for not very a much. Basic app that what you you could have probably got a bunch of year twelve programming students to do a better job, right? 
Oh, you know yes. you could. You know that you went could. down well. You know Sorry, you we have a, that, that is our demographic, I realise. <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I meant that as a compliment, fellas. All right. Um, so where the hell else is going There's on? There's other COVID. I mean, if we're going to go COVID. I got a little one. I got another little one. I got another little one. Um, this this yeah. is just tiny one. Uh, the Senate has now heard the Morrison government secretly removed people with disabilities from the 1A vaccine oh. priority group with no yeah. explanation. Um, now they can't even say how many people with Again, a disability. Again, Senate vaccine. estimates coming through. I know, right? I know, right? Um, Siege, that's basically, you just read in, in your computer, that's just called Spank Bank, isn't it? The link to yep. Senate estimates is nothing but Spank Bank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What else are you into? More just, Senate just, estimates. Just this. Why, why, why are they always finding ways to be mean and tricky? Yeah, what does it serve? Well, like, people with disabilities don't vote liberal. Well, they might if you do. Well, a lot of like people. Turds. Is that their idea? I don't know. I I, look, there's a percentage. Uh, I have some association with this, and some people uh, who may be mentally impaired uh, actually. Actually do vote liberal register not to vote Stop it. so that they don't get spammed by a whole lot of political parties and things like that it's just it's yeah. just not fair you know and and door knocking and that they get a you know a little card that says you know piss off don't bother me um and it's where do you get one of those and a t-shirt please <laughs> and a t-shirt Look, I'm sorry, I might have exaggerated that last bit. But, you know, there are there are people and some members of people's families can take advantage of that and go, okay, we've got another vote on our side. And other people try to go, okay, I'm going to educate and I'm going to try and encourage, well, not encourage, sorry, explain to you the pros and cons and you might make up your mind. But it's sometimes beyond people who have a major mental disability to be able to make that decision. and. Sure. That's fair enough, you know. And I do think that the party that is in government at the moment has decided to not embrace that group. This is a shock to have- me. I, I, I thought they were the party of uh, people who aren't like them. Mm, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, what I else? More COVID, we can't leave COVID. No, no, we're not so. leaving COVID. Give me more oh, COVID. COVID. What do you got, Rod? Well, here's one of the ones I liked. Um, I was reading a little snippet, the... Uh, Quotes from the CEO of the Restaurant and Catering Association, uh, New South Wales. So they, they're talking about opening up, I think it's October 11 in New South Wales. Mm-hmm, and yeah. the organisation, according to the CEO, uh, remains confused and bewildered at what the public health orders are going to say and who will ultimately be responsible for enforcing New South Wales government comments around vaccinated and unvaccinated staff and patrons. So they don't know who's going to have to cover the laws and check on people. So according to, his name is Lambert, the industry is screaming that the public health orders must be issued as soon as possible so they can prepare their businesses and staff for reopening, of course. It shouldn't be last minute. So who's in charge of checking things? Who's in charge of making sure people are vaccinated, etc.? So Mick Fuller, police commissioner, said on Tuesday, his officers would not be patrolling venues or checking a person's vaccination status, but they would respond if a venue is having trouble refusing entry which is standard that's what police do if you're a bouncer they eventually turn up so the police aren't doing it health minister brad hazard said said police would have a clear role enforcing public health orders so uh that's a contradiction then uh gladys berejiklian and the customer service minister who knew they had one of those um said yeah i know victor dominello he said, this is my favourite bit, this is the reason I really want to say this, the onus would be on the individual to do the right thing. 
So that's cool. I hate that because yeah. we know we can't trust people. No, we've we can't established trust that. Yeah, particularly we're talking about going to bars and stuff. You know, so the police will not enforce it. There's no other government official or line so far to enforce it. But what we're doing is, you know, he's, he's going with the whole Scott Morrison. Australians being Australians who are being good Australians who <gasps> act Australianly. So the onus is on individuals to do the right thing. That is a shit way to approach this. That I'm just going on record there. There's a shit way to approach this. <laughs> I endorse these sentiments. I am. I yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> I just can't believe they said it. I, I just. I'm a bit mind fucked by that. It seems so innocuous with the restaurant and catering association. But it's also like cops. I don't have a problem with the cops saying we're not going to do that. It's going to, you know, it's it. It doesn't make sense for them to be involved in that kind of stuff. That's not where you want your police to be working. But it's also, if you're going to put rules in place, you need to set up some sort of system that's going to help enforce them. Uh, yeah. Also have rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I Let's did start skip with, that part. Here's some clear guidelines, A, and B, here's how and who they shall be reinforced. So they don't appear to have covered either A or B, which is fun. So that, that's a little COVID snippet that I'm going to enjoy watching play out in New South Wales. Although I don't see how long this is going to last given Victoria just what, they basically doubled their um, hit rate in the last few days? Yeah. It's not yeah. good. It's, it's not. The numbers are terrible. Yeah. Well, look, you know, but, but uh, we're, on a, we're on a pathway now. Like we are locked yeah. into, we're locked into yeah. living with COVID and, and you know, I'm, I... I understand a variety of different positions on that, but this is this is the way forward. And get vaccinated, people. I think uh, that's it, that's your pathway to safety, and that's uh, you know what I hope. I hope uh, our, our friends in our well, um, our sheltered states, Queensland and Western Australia, uh, mm. if you can encourage anyone to get vaccinated, because I really want to cross the border to Queensland soon. Um, yeah, I'd like to go yeah. to Adelaide too. Won't someone to think of the Williams? Place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a, just hurry up and get vaccinated because, because things are opening up. It's, it's weird. Um, I was planning an event with someone recently, like a face-to-face event that's not that far away what? and we don't have permissions. What? We don't have what permissions yet, but, but it's, it's within the window of, we looked at the guidelines and it's like, okay, in these dates, this is when these sorts of things are likely to be allowed. Things might change, nah. but it's like, we can start. Hazmat suits. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to be. I'm no, gonna, hazmat suits. I'm, I'm back for full on licking everyone the instant I see them. No, um, you can wear oh. hazmat suit, but you, you can cut the crotch out. You, can, you don't have to make it weird. <laughs> nah, it's I'm done. True. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not libertarian. I'm done. I'm not libertarian, but you know what? Um, people have people are getting their chance, and uh, I hope our health system. Look, I, I, so I have you, um, I have know, you seen the news from Singapore the last day or two? No, what are they? Uh, no. They're perfect. So they that's have, what I rely on. Singapore, Singapore has of, to be perfect. That, that is how I think of Singapore. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As yeah. The, the perfect, perfect example state. of what can happen when you have vaccination rates of 80%-ish and um, you open up and then suddenly you get a spike in cases and you suddenly lock down again after that. No, but that, no, spiking cases isn't enough. We're going to have spiking cases. We need to stop yeah. talking about spiking cases. Uh, you know, I don't want to be Captain Lee. No, Lippert, talk or to Captain me about it. I want to understand. No, we what are you, Nick Coatesworth? No, the point is, the point is, once you are vaccinated, people are going to get COVID. What we need to worry about is the impact of it. We need to start thinking about, okay, what are the hospitalizations? What are the ICUs? What are the deaths? Can't just stick on what are the cases? Cases isn't enough anymore. I'm with you. I'm with you. Move the conversation. Move the conversation. 
No, no, I get that part of it, but it's the, the like we don't understand this freaking disease. We don't understand the long-term effects. Okay, I'm massively older than all of you, and I don't want it. I don't want it. I get it. You got vaccinated. You have done the best. I did that, get vaccinated, but I'm not completely we, confident in yeah, that. I no, know I'm going to no, need. Well, I'm not saying stay yeah. locked up forever, but I am saying if yes, you're you going to make decisions. No, I am. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to be Miss Havisham of Little Kayleen. Oh my God! Is that a literary women? reference for those educated little, little people women? Out right, there. Tale of Two Cities. No. That's my only two. No, but no. but here's the thing: Tal- no, one is, no, no, no one, okay. no one is forcing <laughs> two cities. No one is forcing individual people to come out of lockdown. You want to force us, man? I am forcing you. I'm just showing that no, I'm, I'm well, going to be out on the street no, licking no, no, people no, no, again. No, 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 no. Will, that's not true. Like some places want you to. If you don't work for the place where we work, okay, yeah, okay, and they they want you to go back to work, you have to go back to okay. work. You by, don't by, get a choice. By, by no one is forcing. I meant no one in in this podcast or in, in this in, podcast in, in, is in, being forced to go back to work in, at the moment. In yeah, our, in our uh, very privileged status, I I accept that. I we are in that. a freaking privileged state. Yeah. Oh no, I in don't many feel ways. privileged. This chair could be more comfortable. <laughs> Would take the spike out. My your ass. my drink is running out. What is going on here? <laughs> what kind of a nightmare world have we become? Anyway, I'm looking forward mm. to it because I want to go to the beach. Um, I, I'm a fan of us coming out of lockdown, and I know that we can't stay on uh, lockdown forever. I just don't like the dumb reasons. I don't like the dumb reasons, and I really want us, like the three of us, to go and have a beer outside in the sun. Yeah. Oh, I don't drink. That's how you do it. No, you drink through a mask. <laughs> I know, but that's one of my favourite things to do. So, yeah, yes, do I would really like that to happen. Not far off. Not far off. <laughs> Hope not. Oh, look, Hope look not. some of us can go, and then the ones that want to stay locked up in the house can. Look, listener, I ain't no epidemiologist, so, you know, pay attention to the or science. Or climate scientist. Pay attention to the science. No, but I can listen to it. So, um, yeah. all right, National Cabinet. Mm. It's fucked. Is it? No. Of course it's fucked. Well, no, it's we've, another we've National Cabinet. Oh, National Cabinet you on this was set up horse to again? deal with World we, War Two stuff. Am I going back to it? Yes, again. We must again. have the opposition leader in there. You, 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 seriously, otherwise you're just taking COAG, throwing out all the respon- the actual accountability. And representation. And, and even the representation and the responsibility, quite frankly, mm. and Putting a bunch of people in a room together. It's new t-shirt, oh, and, new t-shirt. And strapping a big secret umbrella over the top. It's it's um get smart in the cone of silence, except that it actually works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I think and, um coag or die would be a great t-shirt. Coag or die. <laughs> well, they're trying to turn into coag and die. Coag and die. <laughs> that's so, good. So I the like problem the, there's a whole bunch of problems with it, which is they're trying to claim this uh privilege. What's what's the actual language? Um cabinet and confidence. Freedom of information. Cabinet and confidence. Um, yeah, so so it, it doesn't need to be, you know, it's national security and all that other shit, which apparently, according to constitutional lawyers and experts, it ain't. What the hell would they know? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, they, they just don't, it's not according to any laws. And so what it means is obviously we're looking at the whole slippery slope argument that um, if you start declaring this to be under cabinet in confidence and that to be under cabinet in confidence, that's where our dear leaders are trying to head. And I'm not a fan. I know about you. Are you fans? Are you fans in that? No, I'm just stuck on the image of Scott Morrison himself as a slippery slope. I just, that's him. But that's an image I don't really know how to resolve, no, but I'm going to think about it. Uh, yeah. Let's no. do some dead air time while we think. I get it. No, it's nice to think. 
But no, I, I love it. So they've been told quite officially, like, this just isn't that. So constitutionally, it isn't that. Constitutional experts have said, no, you're not there for, was it privy to cabinet in confidence? And just declaring it and changing the rules is kind of bad. So basically, we're in a position where if that keeps happening, all kinds of bad things could happen. Fascism, blah, 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 we're all going to die. Nice. That's my summary. Nice. Jackboots. Here we go. Yeah, okay. I do like uh, no, yeah, but I think the interesting thing on cabinet, um, uh, national cabinet is that um, it has been an interesting decision-making body over the last two years uh, or the last pandemic years, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's interesting how New South Wales and Victoria have, have moved to, well, we're living with it. And, mm. and the other states, Queensland and Western Australia, are like, no, 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 we're still on zero, buddy, buddy, buddy. Um, and I think where previously the states pushed Scott Morrison into a bunch of decisions, um, yep. now the states are split. And it's not on it's not on party lines. It's based it's basically on how bad the disease is. And I think that uh, you know Anastasia, Anastasia Palaszczuk and um, and Captain Western oh, Australia. Oh, the buggers. <laughs> Can't remember McGowan. Him. McGowan. Well, that, no, they are both Labor. No, they are. Yeah, I know. But but I think well, okay, uh, Victoria and New South Wales being Labor and Liberal, that uh, they have moved in terms of their goals because they have to because mm. there's there's. Not much they can do here. And I think Andrew Barr might be um, sidling us here in the AC2 to living with COVID as well. So yeah, th- but there the is- difference is we are getting every human being in their budgie vaccinated and at, at, at yeah. quite a rate. Yeah. Our rates are normal. Well, this is, this is why, you know, Queensland doesn't, Queensland and Western Australia don't quite have the vaccination rates yet that we might hope. So, as I said before, Queensland listeners, get on. Do it for, do it for your William. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Otherwise, I don't get to come and see you. And they, you. <laughs> uh, um, tax on the TGA. Oh, yeah, the TGA, um, apparently, because of, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, the vaccines and stuff, they're getting death threats, harassing phone calls. Are you serious? Uh, individual anti-vaxxers are ramping up campaigns against health authorities. They send images of gallows, uh, threats to families. So that's pretty cool. And that's kind of not, like the report I read may or may not be drawing a, a correlation rather than cause, but these reports of these kinds of attacks are coming in the wake of George Christensen urging followers to uh, demand that the TGA reverses its decision to ban doctors from prescribing ivermectin off-label and things oh, like this. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to interject. Did you use song. a potty word? My lord, and you're not wearing a bustle either. I feel scandalized. Oh, listen, I just, just, uh, there's some swear words in this podcast. So if you listen, to, <laughs> if you listen to this little bit of the podcast first, reverse spoiler alert. <laughs> Someone well, you may both say left cunt. me out in the cold earlier. Yeah, no worries. No, I came right behind you with the count. That can be taken out of context. Too. So go, go ahead. So basically, yeah, the TJ are getting death threats. They're getting assaults on their people. Um, they're getting weird things sent That's to them that disgusting. are scary. Uh, family members being harassed, as I say, and it's probably not. Ex- let, let's say it's not uninspired by people like George Christensen. So he posted a message on Telegram saying, "Phone the TGA, demand they reverse their decision to ban doctors from." Seriously, doing- demand. Just demand. As- aside from aside from your particular issue, George Christensen. Aside from mm. that, can you imagine oh, yes, a scenario serious. where our scientific governance bodies would just obey the demands of the mob? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That sounds like a shitty country to live in. Yeah, some fuckwit rang me and yelled at me and said, change your decision based on all the evidence. You're like, oh, he yelled at me, fair enough. Imagine actually, imagine if they got what they wanted. Oh, Talk it'd, about it'd, oh they wouldn't know what to do. It'd be like the dog yeah. that caught the car. Yeah, It'd be like imagine the dog that. that caught the car. 
No, but it's more did like I a, a dog. Sorry. You did say Charles Bing. <laughs> I'm sorry, my no, sounds no, no, terrible. No, you said that. It wasn't, it wasn't me being. T- I, was, I was. I was making a dumb joke. Your joke was good, Will. I liked it because <laughs> I was trying to say it at the same time, and you I won. Think, so I think we, we all, all said it. I think we all said it in ordering. I was laughing. Can, can, can you imagine a world where these fucking idiots actually people go? All right, then we'll do what you said. For starters, they're the first ones to die. I mean, George Christensen, I don't mean because he's going to get killed. He's doing that on his own. This is not a healthy man. Him know. getting COVID, I think he has less of a chance of survival. No, you, don't you, don't know. Know. you don't know that. You don't know. You don't know that. You don't know. Nah. You don't know nah. that. He's not a healthy man. There's that mountain climber guy in Wales who who died after put, put, yes. doing, you know, bench pressing a mountain or something like That's that. That's really affected Will. <laughs> Are you saying George Christensen is like a mountain climbing guy in Wales? Yes. No, almost. we're just saying that we we all saw that dude who died on the mountain and things. It was a nice demonstration. Stuck it was a nice demonstration of like that dude was pretty fit. And it's like, you know, your fitness doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, he was well fitness fit. Do, fitness doesn't matter here. No, no, fitness doesn't matter about whether you catch the disease, but if you get associated disorders and other such things, it, it's certainly being built like George, not going to help your case. No. Oh no! But there's there are people that have died that that are well as well. Yeah, just, absolutely. I'm just not don't saying want to talk about you, it. I'm well, not saying if you can run a marathon, you can't get sick. I'm saying if you're George Christensen, you know what? Sick though is there is something interesting in there in the the underlying complications discourse. You know where where a lot of people yeah. you know uh, eight people died, six of whom had underlying complications, and it's like Fuck me. what what are we what are we talking here? There there's yeah. still people. It's not their fault. It's not anything. It's it's they. They died of a terrible disease. And, yes, that might help us to understand medically, but th- what do we need that for the news? I don't Yeah, know. I, I agree with you. Like, and, and they would die. Oh, better. no, I hate that underlying blame uh-huh. thing uh-huh. drives me nuts. It really, that's what that's all it's doing. That's all it's doing. It's like, well, it's they, they had, blame you know, these people had 0% of blame, but these people had that 10% they brought it on themselves. Yeah, they were diseased and know, morally corrupted. Therefore, uh, you know, we're not saying they deserve but it. It's, we're like, saying they it's just- like my nephew and nieces, and they sent me a message. I, I, I got a message from a couple of them uh, a couple of weeks ago and saying how, why do they keep associating they weren't vaccinated in these messages? Because, number one, we're not eligible and we can't get it, Yeah, you know, kind of stuff. And, like, it, they were first in line when it became available and all the rest of it. But yep. it's like the, let's be clear about it. You haven't made it available. You haven't made it easy to get. It's not as clear cut as that. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff as now. Now people are you know starting to talk about international openings as well, and and airlines are like, slow down, buddy. This is going to be really friggin' complicated in terms of the vaccine passports yeah. when we're checking vaccines, stuff like that. And it's going to take ages to scale up to the the old rate. It's going to take ages, little just in time to shuffle people through this. We don't have the systems. The other thing in this as well is the but- um, international vaccines. Um, so we currently only recognise Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, um, maybe one more. Um, what about Sputnik? But we don't recognise Sputnik and we don't recognise Sinovac and we don't recognise Sinopharm. Um, and I think, you know, as we start talking about international students, we know that a whole bunch of students throughout Asia, Southeast Asia, who are a big international student market for Australia, mm. have been Sinopharmed or um, yep. Sinovaxed. Um, I'm only interested in people with Sputnik. Me too. Me too. Seriously, I would have taken Sputnik as my choice vaccine. Fuck me. You know that. <laughs> and that do would, you know the first thing I thought about? That the cool microchips. But- you could play Tetris on that one. <laughs> the first thing I thought about when you said that was like, I my first in, 
my first big international flight was an unfortunately that long ago it was probably well i don't i can't remember Russia. 10 years ago and um just being cramped on a plane all those people mm. and that small amount of air Sniffing and me going all of that i was just like no i don't like this number one and then it, it's like now with COVID around i'm like no yep. no 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 i don't like buy, just no two do tickets just and nori. the ticket next to you is for your oxygen tank and you bring your own air and you're just fully hazmat all the way through oh, i need to hazmat with a lot of air in there Absolutely. And a g bottle of gin. It makes me laugh. I think about this and I go, well, maybe the, the, the this is the comeback time for travelling internationally by boats like the Titanic. And it's like, no, I remember the beginning no, of the no, pandemic. No, 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 no. Maybe the wrong example. Airships. <laughs> of course, Zeppelins. Airships, Zeppelins. Zeppelins. Because then, because Zeppelin. then you can fly low altitude and you can have balconies and stuff. You can just stand and take in the breeze. All right. Yeah. You lot are Look, awesome. There's a part of me that loves that. Can I just do a quick nod to well done for the actual Indigenous people in the Daintree taking formal ownership back. It's being granted. There'll be some co-management with the Queensland Seriously? Yeah. Yep. The Daintree is being returned. How did we not the... leave with that? That is awesome. I also... I, good news I loved. I loved um, in that story when I was reading about it, it brought back the book um, when, the forest, when the Rainforest Meets the Sea. I think it's the title, and I remember doing that either in primary school or high, high school because that's that's where I grew up. Um, and it's uh, it's really evocative. It's really yeah, it's an amazing part of the world. Um, it's it's a wild thing to have done too, and it, it all kicked off with uh, Bob Hawke getting at UNESCO listed in 1988, mm, mm. and it's rolled yep. from there. So well done, Hawkey. Well done, Daintree. Well done, the Eastern Kuku Yalani Yalani people, etc. Awesome. Uh, this has been Good Day Sausages, your favourite, our favourite, everyone's favourite politics podcast from Australia. Politics, I like it. <laughs>